All right. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I already told you we would be joined by none other than the legendary Steve Summers on the line. Hello, Steve. I only come on because you call me legendary. You are. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> a legend. A legend. Uh, again, as you know, things are so overblown in uh, in New York. And uh, and uh, referring to me as any kind of a legend. Stop, Steve. Nobody <laughs> listening. Nope. We're not going for it. No one's going for it. You oh, are. You yeah, know what you did I, out here. Yes. Anyway, how are you doing? Happy holidays to you and yours. I'm great. Uh, I'm I'm blessed. I'm I'm thankful. I'm looking forward to this weekend and uh, disconnecting and you know doing the holiday thing. How how have you been? How are you doing? Yeah, thank goodness everybody is good. Uh, uh, Robin is good. I'm good, and uh, the good uh, to hear that you're good, and I wish that of course uh, for everybody during the holiday season, but not just during the holiday season every day. And by the way, you can't uh, talk about this weekend with football without uh, talking about the Jets on Thursday night. Wilson is going to start. I don't know. He had a great first half against uh, against the Lions, and then in the second half, some of the decisions and uh, that he was making and uh, not uh, holding on to the ball too long, making some bad throws. You know, uh, all of the doubts that we have about Wilson came to light in the second half, and the defense, even though you lose, uh, you know, a couple of guys during the game and a couple of guys who couldn't play against Detroit, not a full strength, but injuries uh, for week 15 are going to take place with every team. But nonetheless, uh, that fourth and one, uh, a pass to a tight end who didn't catch a single pass this entire season wide open, and the Jets uh, lose a heartbreaker. So the Jets uh, have to take on Jacksonville, and you know what they did. One thing you don't want to see the Jets do is uh, is fall behind 33 to nothing, and uh, I don't think they would be able to come back unless they were playing Indianapolis. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. No, I don't expect the Jets to fall uh, to anyone 33 nothing with that defense like, you know, one thing last week, uh, Jared Goff, he stayed away from Sauce Gardner. That's respect. You know, that's a rookie. He is instant coffee. That guy is ready. And I'm looking at the Jets' defense, like it, like you just said, that one play, a, you know, a tight end sure. gets loose and uh, breaks it for the game-winning touchdown. But, you know, I came in tonight, and I'm like, all right, we've been killing Zach all year. <laughs> I know he, he, he completed 18 to 35 passes, uh, but he did have the yards – and he did make a, have two touchdown throws, one mistake with the interception and a few mistakes with the reads and stuff like that. But I think people are expecting this kid to be perfect. They're expecting him to be able to will them to victory or win the game for him. That's not what you're going to get with him. And so going into this Jaguars game, I mean, the Giants got a strip, sack, fumble, touchdown. Yeah. I need to see Thibodeau. the Jets defense get the ball, pick six, strip sack, fumble, and go score. Help the offense out. I mean, they gave you 17 points. That's not great, but they were in the game. They only lost the game by three, and Zach Wilson, to me, did show improvement with uh, the way he carried himself, some of the throws he did make, and most importantly, with how he handled the media post. Well, yeah, the numbers were decent enough at the end of the game, but 185 of those throwing yards 
came, I believe, in the first half. So, uh, again, I mean, this was not uh, two yards of offense in the second half like we saw uh, in his last uh, outing with the Jets. But the bottom line is in the second half he didn't have as good a uh, second half as he did in the first yeah. half, and that hurt. Uh, you're right. I mean, if the, if the Jets can't run the football, uh, the defense could hold up its end of the bargain. That's a solid, that's a playoff, uh, uh, that's a postseason defense. They're very good there, as we know. But uh, they have to establish the run, and uh, that certainly would help uh, any quarterback, especially a guy like Wilson, who needs all the help he can get. And the offensive line has got to protect him and give him a little bit of time. But he held on to the ball in the second half too long, and, yeah, he made some mistakes, some bad decisions. But uh, the bottom line is I can't see them beating Jacksonville on Thursday night, even though uh, the game is here. I can't see um, uh, Jacksonville still has, as do the Jets, of course, uh, Jacksonville can still get themselves into the playoffs, but they're going to need some help, and, and they have to run the table. But I think at this point, uh, certainly what the uh, Jaguars did on Sunday was absolutely surprising. And I have to tell you that I had Jacksonville with the points on Sunday as I won my weekly uh, uh, yeah. pool. Yeah, I was, <laughs> we were talking about that, Steve. Yeah. That's incredible. I have been striking out. I have been wasting money on FanDuel. Huh. I have not been able to pick these games, and last week was rough. And then you tell me that you hit. That was a big week for you. It was. I took the Bears with eight and a half. I would have had 12 wins. I had 11. I was 11 and five. I would have had 12 wins in uh, my office pool without having an office. I would have had 12 wins if uh, the Atlanta, I took the Saints uh, and gave three and a half. They won by three, so I lost that game. And I would have won that game in Atlanta. Of course, this is how it always works with a half a point. Uh, But Atlanta scored a meaningless touchdown Late in the game, had nothing to do with them uh, losing and or winning the game. And uh, then they went for a two-point conversion and converted that. And that uh, two-point conversion uh, by a half a point cost me uh, uh, my 12th win uh, of, the, of the weekend. But the, the bottom line is, and I, and I took uh, Detroit. I did take Detroit to beat the Jets. Uh, I mean, defensively, they were terrific with Goff until that final fourth and one play at the very, very end of the game. And uh, that, uh, I mean, obviously a mistake. And uh, uh, but It was a Jets- good play call. Sometimes they just catch you. Sometimes they just, they just dial up the right play that catches you off guard. Yeah. Oh, sure. And that's what happened. And, I mean, the defense was terrific because the Lions have been averaging like 28, 29 points a game. They're rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I mean, uh, that's not six to seven and seven. Of your uh, of your dad, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, D- the Detroit Lions were on hard knocks this year, and they've got former NFL players as coaches. I give them respect. They've been getting it done every week. Uh, they've been finding ways to win after blowing games early in the year. And you know yeah. what? At halftime, they went in and made adjustments. Zach Wilson isn't a hard quarterback to frustrate or confuse or, uh, you know, 
disguise coverage and and make him tap the ball or wait an extra second and then it's not there. So yeah, going into this week, uh, they they they've got to be better. But it's a short week, a quick turnaround. I don't see them beating the Jaguars either. But what do I know? I thought the Giants were going to lose on Sunday Night Football. I thought them going into a game against the Commanders, who had been off on a bye week, they get home field advantage after you know tying them two weeks ago at MetLife. I'm like, these guys have more talent. I thought Chase Young was going to be back. It didn't matter. You know what? The Giants went and took matters into their own hands. It was exciting to see players like Kayvon Thibodeau, the number five overall pick, look like a top pick. Saquon Barkley fired up, competitive, running the ball hard. Daniel Jones leading a 97-yard drive. Uh, Like They did what they had to do, and Brian Dable... Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale, those are some good coaches over there. When they get the talent that they need in the next couple of years, the Giants are going to be one of the top teams in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah, I did have the Giants uh, to win. Um, I mean, I thought they, I thought Daniel Jones, even though Heineke has been terrific for them, no question about it, uh, uh, but he was more the uh, Heineke that uh, used to be instead of the Heineke that turned out to be. And so uh, he made some mistakes. He, uh, listen, how close did they come uh, to getting uh, the win in this game with Heineke, you know, being stopped just short of the goal line? But the Giants, if they will win two of their three remaining games, I guess uh, they'll make the, the postseason. They have to beat Minnesota there. They should beat Indianapolis. And, of course, the Eagles, now that Jalen Hurts has a shoulder issue, and they may have things wrapped up, may not, but if they do have things wrapped up by week 18, you know, that could benefit uh, the Giants who may need that game uh, to win to get themselves in, into the postseason. Right now, the Giants would take on the 49ers in San Francisco, and I'm not so sure they would win that game. 49ers with Brock Purdy. <laughs> How about that one? Brock yeah. Purdy. You know, uh, it, 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 you just can't make it up. But, you know, he uh, it's like uh, Baker Mayfield last night, you know, finally looked like the Baker May, uh, Mayfield. Who, uh, that we knew. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with no O-line. And, I mean, the Raiders, are, the Raiders are just a team that has blown so many games. Yep. You know, he was able to steal that one from them. But, yeah, he came back down to earth last night. It just didn't have the protection. Yeah, right. And the Raiders will find... Uh, more ways to lose than uh, than a lot of teams, and but the way they beat New England, fantastic I mean, w- with that lateral. <laughs> I mean, that was Cal and Stanford from 1982. <laughs> Never saw that one before. I'm frozen on my couch. Like, wait, oh, he laterals it, picked off Mac Jones, stiff arm Chandler Jones, end zone game. That's right. And you you would never think that a Bill Belichick team. Of uh, all the teams would would end, <laughs> would end up losing on a play like that. He was so mad. You could just see how disgusted he was. He yeah. he could have been in, in overtime, potentially winning the game. They're in the playoff hunt, and uh, a loss like that might be the loss that ends up keeping them out of it. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I have no love for them. Hey, let's go to a team you love, the Metropolitans. I love their owner. I got to meet Steve Cohen at the Subway Series. I got to shake his hand, give him compliments, talk to him. And I've been watching the way that he's coming to Major League Baseball. Uh, They're scared of him. They tried to put the tax on him. He does not care about a tax, and he does not care about these contracts. He's signing the guys he wants. 
It's a dream, right? He's a fan of the team, yeah. and he's making the team better any way that he can. Moneybag Co., the Steven, uh, the Steven, the Steve Cohen Mets, they're making it happen. I know you got to be pleased with another winter of great gifts from Uncle Steve. Oh, yeah. Santa Claus comes early, doesn't he? And uh, here's the thing with him. I mean, uh, uh, how flattering that the luxury tax is named after you. You know, the Steve Cohen luxury tax. <laughs> when you consider the penalty and the luxury tax that he'll have to pay, it comes out to the payroll uh, adding up to about $430 million dollars. You can certainly uh, uh, tell that the Will Ponzi's are gone. And uh, Steve Cohen, you're right, he's the big fan. He's willing to put his money where his uh, heart is, and that is with the Metropolitans wanting to win. So he's doing I mean, there's no guarantees, of course, and the, and the pitching staff is not the youngest in the game. But if you can get good health out of Scherzer and, uh, and Verlander, and uh, Quintana, that's a nice threesome uh, right there. And they picked up a couple of guys for their bullpen, uh, Hernandez and Brigham, guys that I'm not all that familiar with, but guys that uh, may turn it on you know, with bullpen guys. As you know, it's year to year, in and out, over and out. And so the bottom line is that two of the biggest signings were bringing Nimmo back mm -hmm. and also uh, Edwin Diaz. And who would have thought two years ago we'd all be clamoring for Diaz to be coming back and for the money he came back for? I mean, arguably the best closer in baseball. Huge year for that guy. He was the first thing, like, right after the World Series ends, boom, he signed. And, uh, you know, Steve Cohen, after the departure of Jacob deGrom, he made Mets fans forget about DeGrom. How'd you feel when you saw DeGrom sign for five years? And yeah, you know six? what bothered me about that, uh, Keith, to be honest with you? He says he signed with Texas because they want to win. Are you kidding me? They want to <laughs> win. They've been saying that since they were founded. They won 68 games last year. Uh, and, and picking up uh, uh, him, I mean, picking up DeGrom, I was disappointed, of course, when I heard the news. I really figure he just didn't want to be, or his wife, family, didn't want to be in New York. I, I mean, you can't go to Texas, a team that won 68 games last year, and say that uh, you went there and signed with them because they want to win. Yeah, all teams want to win, but how do they go about doing it? And Texas doesn't know how to go about doing it. Plus, they play in Arlington, and that's where your favorite football team plays. <laughs> And by the way, you cannot trust America's team. I don't. I've been out there to Arlington, to Jerry World. <laughs> I, I know they're frauds. I know it's a clown show. Jerry oh, Jones geez. is cursed. This should be the year that the Cowboys take the NFC, and they won't. Yeah, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't expect them uh, to go too far. Uh, yeah, they'll, uh, their true colors will, will show up, but uh, the bottom line is uh, Prescott Prescott reminds me of Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins in that second half against Indianapolis, my goodness, he threw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns, but I don't trust him, and I don't trust uh, Prescott. Yeah. I'm glad I don't trust either of those two guys, but the, the bottom line is that uh, you just can't believe uh, that uh, America's team 
is uh, going to go far in the end of the postseason. And uh, and I don't think uh, they got a big game with Philadelphia, of course, coming up. And uh, with Jalen Hurts being uh, maybe, if he does play, may not be 100%. But the bottom line is that Jalen Hurts may not play Minshew, maybe the Philadelphia quarterback. See, this benefits the Giants. If uh, Philadelphia, um, you know, can uh, just clinch that number one seed, uh, I could see the Giants beating Philadelphia in Week 18. And the Giants, as I say, may need that game more than more than the Eagles. But uh, your team uh, does have an advantage if it's Minshew at quarterback and not uh, Dak Prescott. I think, I mean, whether it's Minshew or Hurts or whatever, like you said, with Dak, he's going to turn the ball over. I can't trust it. And, you know, I know, you know, it's not always his fault, but he, he's come back and he's thrown two interceptions in multiple games. It's yeah. Just, I can't trust it. It's not good enough. And you know what? Uh, you know, being a fan of the Cowboys, I watched Jerry Jones not pay him, pay the running back. That was a mistake. And then franchise tag him and then get to the point where they had to pay him all of this yeah. money. And he's he's not an, an elite quarterback. Like, he's a good quarterback, but he's not elite. He's not winning games for you. He's turning the ball over. And there's times where he goes three and out or he can't find it. And I don't know. I don't, I don't trust the Cowboys. So from the Cowboys to the Texas Rangers to your New York Rangers, do you trust these Rangers? The Rangers are on a heater right now. Uh, they're looking really good. I'm a Devils fan. This is my first full year rocking with the Devils. And they started off hot, but they've cooled off. And it was like the reverse for the Rangers. They started off slow. Yeah. Now they're finding it again. Yeah, the Rangers are, you know, still coming together. And it's only, you know, mid to late December. So it's all about uh, the postseason. But uh, they're a good team. They have good young players. They, You know, the lines have uh, been, um, you know, interchangeable. But uh, they'll settle down. And they are a good team. They've been winning. And they're playing Pittsburgh as we speak right now. Uh, as are the Knicks with uh, the Warriors without uh, the mouthpiece. But uh, the Knicks have, uh, at the moment, been playing good basketball, and Brunson has been uh, terrific. And and uh, the Rangers, uh, with a, a lot of young players, finally Panarin's gotten himself going a little bit, had seven goals the other night. They're a team that can score. I'm a little sh- a little shaky Whenever I want to think about with uh, with uh, Shosturkin, uh, he's not been as good as he was last year. Hard to repeat uh, how he did last year, but he's been a little bit shaky, but uh, still good. And the Rangers are a good team, so uh, they'll do better. I, the Icelanders are not, you know, the Icelanders are a little of this, a little of that, nothing uh, to write home about. They have some issues as uh, with your Devils off to that great start, but settled more back into the pack now. And that's, you know, uh, an interesting uh, predicament for them because that uh, was expected of the Devils uh, from the very, very beginning. Nobody expected, I'm sure you didn't, uh, that uh, they would get off to the kind of start that they did. They weren't losing at all. Yeah, it got it kind of gave them some room to lose. You don't want to lose this much, but hopefully they figure it out. Steve, uh, the schmooze effect on the fan. We're getting calls for you. I know I didn't ask you to take calls, uh, but maybe we break and then you take ten minutes of calls. Oh, and- sure. Yeah. No. Th- and yeah. No. Thanks for having me on. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's very much appreciated. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah. So let's clear my calls. There were a couple people holding for me. 
And uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And those of you that are calling up, 877-337-6666. After this break, you'll get to talk to Steve on the fan. We'll be right back. Okay. Us here. You there. Keep McPherson on the fan. Steve Summers on the line. Taking your calls. Call us up at 877-337-6666. We're talking sports. The Knicks are up. But Quentin Grimes just went down awkwardly. Didn't give him space to land shooting a three. He's writhing in pain. That's not great. He's been great for the Knicks. One of the young guys getting a shot to play. The uh, Devils are down. 3 nothing. Not looking good. And the Rangers are now tied 1-1 against Pittsburgh. Keeping eyes on all of that for you. But let's get to the phones. Let's get to the calls. I said it's it's the schmooze effect. Right? You have Steve on and people start calling in. To talk to Steve. So let's go to Joe on Staten Island first up on the fan. Uh, Keith, how you doing? Thanks for taking my phone call. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks, you too. Is Thanks for calling. D legend Steve Summers? Is this Joe? Steve, what's up, buddy? Steve, <laughs> I'm a first-time caller, Steve. Yes. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, uh, how you doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing okay, and... Uh, and uh, at the moment, uh, lighting candles for Hanukkah. And Good. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, it's all together as one, and uh, it's a good time of year. It's a lot of fun, and uh, New York City, as you know, Joe, has lit up. Uh, this time of year in New York, nothing like it. That's absolutely. Steve, I got a buddy of mine. He's listening. His name is Anthony. He loves you and misses you. Happy holiday. Steve, we all miss you. Hey, Steve, you know, now that I don't call as much, I actually found out I got a family, and I know their names. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you used to, I don't know how many times you were called during the day, uh, but it was a lot. I don't. I think you had set uh, records. Yeah, I know. Uh, for Steve, calls made. How about the? How about our Mets, Steve? Huh? We're doing great. Yeah. No, they've won. Uh, they're they're certainly among the winners of the off season. I know. We you have. Gotta, you got to have the good health. That's and, right. I mean, Scherzer and Verlander are not the two youngest guys, but if they uh, come, I mean, and uh, Scherzer was a little bit disappointing down right. the stretch. Right. You know, I mean, you wanted to see him win mm-hmm. uh, according to the money that he's making and uh, and his resume, but he was a little disappointing. And Verlander continues to turn back the clock. Plus, it means Kate Upton is going to be showing up at City Field. I know. See, <laughs> I like what you said about the grind. He's going to Texas to win. To win what? Yeah, right, to win money. <laughs> Listen, Steve, it was good hearing you. I'm glad I got to speak to you. Same. Happy, here. healthy, you and your family. See, one more thing before I go. Yeah. Rangers in seven. <laughs> yeah, it should only be that way again. I mean, at 90... Before too long, Icelander fans are going to be going 1994. 1994. I know. Take care. Take care, Steve. It's good talking to you. Yeah, bye-bye. Here, Joe. Be well. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Joe. That was awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to David Block in the Bronx. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, it's really nice to hear you back, Steve, and happy uh, holidays to you both. And I'm glad Keith... Uh, I love your show, but I'm happy that you do this once in a while. It's really nice. Uh, uh, really same nice. to you, David. Uh, the best of this season, the best every day. Uh, same to you. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on the Nets. I know you're not probably watching them. I just wanted to ask if that's – I didn't ask the guy about this, but I'm just curious. I'll move on to the Mets, but I do want to get your opinion. Do you ever watch the Nets? 
Uh, rare. Uh, I don't okay. care. I don't care about them, and I and I care less about them with Irving still on the team. You can ask me. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, the question? Yeah, I mean Keith is uh, the Nets fan. Uh, oh, I know. I know where Keith stands, and I'm a I'm a huge Nets fan, and I really, you know, I just I know where Keith stands, and I'm I'm. What do you think, Keith? I think there's actually a chance of taking it down this year. You? At least we can start to dream, right? This is what it's supposed to look like when you get Katie and Kyrie. It, it took three seasons, but there's some talent around them. There's an actual head coach, and I'm just praying they stay healthy and locked in and they keep building yeah. their chemistry because when you get to the playoffs, if you have a full 82-game season together and learn each other, you get into the playoffs and you're ready to go. The last few years, it seems like they've gotten to the playoffs and they've fallen apart. They weren't ready, so hopefully this is the year. I, and you know, Keith, I love you. You know that. I'm a big fan of yours, and I support you and happy for you with, with where you're at and uh, and with what you're doing, which is terrific. I can't uh, hope for the Nets to lose enough games. As long as I, Irving is on, I, I would have cut Irving so fast. And uh, uh, granted, he has a right to believe and think the way he wants to think. Uh, he certainly now knows there are consequences. I think he's a total fraud. He's a great, great player. But I think what's your biggest gripe, Steve? What's your biggest gripe with uh, with Kyrie? I'm just curious. Now. Oh, he's an anti-Semite, and and uh, oh, oh, oh. yeah, I, I, I mean, and I uh, that's as much racism and bigotry and hate. Anything, anybody that either promotes or supplements hate uh, is uh, no fan of mine, and I don't root for him. He can go 0 for 18 from the field every night. And I would be happy about that. If I had run the team, I would have cut him. But he's a great player, and it's all about winning. And we're talking yeah. about pro sports, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's anything to do with guns, whether it's anything to do with uh, misdemeanors or even felonies. It's uh, In pro sports, it's all about winning. And if you have that skill, if you have that talent, uh, you're going to be on, uh, on, on the team. And uh, the bottom yeah. line is, no, uh, Irving, and to me, I think he's a total idiot. Uh, he thinks the world is flat. Yeah, well, it's very hard to argue against any of those points, Steve. I think the guy, something is wrong with him beyond being an anti-Semite. Something is just off, because if you're talking about the world is flat, you know, there's some issues there. I don't want to say mental health and all that. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, something's up with this guy. So, you know, yeah, I well, I think there's there's a combination of ignorance and stupidity yeah. with him, both. All no, all that, Steve. I'm with you. I, I, but, again, I'm a Nets fan, so it's like, I, and, again, I'm not, um, you know, I understand. He's an anti-Semite. He's anti- Yeah, no, I know where you're at. I mean, what am I going to do? Like, I want to win a championship, and this guy is, like, one of the best point guards of all time. And I got to kind of go with them, like, oh, wait, what if we win? And then we got the anti-Semite who just brought us a championship. I'm like, wait a minute. It's going to be a little strange, but. Yeah, you, you have to that, Brett. Sports is sports, you know? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, know, no, I understand. Listen, I am going to do. You don't love wait. all these guys. You know, sometimes you got to root for the team more than the guy. But, yeah, him being the anti-Semite is tough still to swallow, Steve. Hey, happy Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Yep. Happy Kwanzaa to uh, Kyrie. And whatever else he believes, I'm sure it's probably some sort of Kwanzaa. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. Listen, and again, uh, anyone that uh, is anti-diversity, 
whether it's religion, whether it's race, whether it's creed, whether you name it. I mean, uh, as I've said so many times before, because I believe that unless you can at least tolerate or accept that, or God forbid, embrace diversity, you got to move to another planet. Yeah, I guess he's an American Indian, so I, he's very diverse, but he's also not inclusive of uh, Jewish people. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's but right. But I'll leave you on this, Steve. I appreciate it. Keith, have a great Christmas, and I'll talk to you soon. And you too, and thanks again for having me on, Keith. Be well. Thanks for the call, David. Uh, Steve, are you there? I think Steve might have just signed off on that point because he just said, thanks for having me on. We still got him on the line? We do not. Okay, so that went a direction I was not anticipating. Let's walk it back a little bit, just a little bit. David called in. He wanted Steve's take on the Brooklyn Nets. Steve is not a Nets fan, but immediately you could tell that the first thing that Steve thought was of Kyrie Irving. After I had said, hey, it's come together, 7-11. Number seven is KD. Number 11 is Kyrie. As a Nets fan, I'm happy that it has finally come together because in these last few years, you have Kyrie's posting of Hebrews to Negroes, which I don't think was an attempt for him to promote anti-Semitism, but I do think it was extremely irresponsible, negligent, and a mistake. He's been forgiven for the mistake. He has done things to try and right his wrongs. But at the same time, it's a mistake that has made some people permanently view him as anti-Semitic. And there's no taking that back. There's no changing people's minds. But I don't view Kyrie Irving as anti-Semitic. I grew up in a Jewish community, going to bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. I have a lot of Jewish friends. And uh, I think I know more about the Jewish religion, faith, uh, than some people that are on the outside. I think Kyrie's intentions did not match uh, what he actually did. And and you just heard from, from Steve. I mean, Steve celebrating Hanukkah. Um, I appreciate Steve coming on and giving us the time. I kind of wish we didn't go that way so that we could actually have signed off. But, hey, I, I understand. Um but, yeah, I definitely don't want to uh, go backwards with that conversation. Uh, it's been a few weeks, over a month now, since Kyrie missed time for that. I feel like we talked about that enough. Uh, I have no defense of Kyrie for what he did. It was a mistake, and the biggest mistake that I think he made wasn't just posting the link, but not taking the opportunity in front of the media to apologize and explain his thinking. You can't just post something with no context that's hurtful to people. Um, so teaching point in all of this, right? Like you put something out there next to your name. I feel like Kyrie did come out and say that he didn't even watch that whole movie. There were just certain things in the movie that he agreed with, but he promoted it on his platform. You're responsible for your platform and what you post and who you reach. And then you're also responsible to speak on it. What was your motive? Why would you do that? And I said the biggest thing for me was that he did that on the heels of what Kanye West did. I just thought it was completely reckless, irresponsible, and it did cause some harm. And uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, like, you know, what you just heard, I could I could tell the emotion. And, um, you know, you'll never get some people back. And uh, there are people that I'm sure view the Brooklyn Nets as, hey, they sided with this guy. You heard Steve say, I would have cut him. 
There were a lot of people saying they should have cut Kyrie Irving. They're better without Kyrie Irving. But here we are. He's back playing for the Nets. And they have kind of put distractions to the side. Like, you know, as a Nets fan, David, who just called as a Nets fan, any Nets fans listening understand that we have just been trying to get back to basketball. You see how something like that, something that Kyrie put out there in, I think, October, early October, you see how that, you know, makes people feel. It's unfortunate. He made a mistake. I still feel like he didn't do enough, but he did apologize. I don't think he did enough to clarify his stance and what he was doing, but it's in the past. we got to move on from it, and I'd like to move on. Uh, on with my show. I wasn't expecting that to go that way. Sorry if that made anyone uncomfortable or uneasy listening, Um, but let's keep it to the sports here. I talk sports, talk sports to me. Let's try and keep it to the teams and the games and the competition and leave some of the outside stuff out of it. Um, Happy holidays and happy Hanukkah to Steve Summers, the legend, for joining us. I would have liked a better exit, a better sign-off, but it is what it is, and um, yeah. I think lesson learned right there. Like, you know, Kyrie Irving put out something that hurt a lot of people. Steve Summers is someone that I respect. Um, Steve Summers is someone that uh, has helped me, has come on my show. I wasn't expecting us to talk about Kyrie Irving at all. So I'm also going to apologize to anyone on hold that might have got the opportunity to speak with Steve. It's a holiday. Uh, It's, it's, you know, quarter to nine, and uh, Steve is going to enjoy the rest of his night. He, he doesn't have to give us any more of his time, but I am thanking him for his time and letting you know that we're going to move forward with the show. Uh, sorry that it went a little left there, but, man, I blame that on Kyrie. <laughs> like Kyrie, from the time that Kyrie put that out there, I'm like, where are we going? What are we doing with this? There's no coming back from that for certain people. You offend some people, and then they're done with you. And you you can't – there there is no apology. There is no walking that back. There is no explanation. And you just heard that live, so – Keith McPherson on the fan. I've got a whole rack of calls now. 877-337-6666. The Knicks are still pretty much in control of the Warriors. Uh, The Grimes scare, he ended up getting up and shooting his foul shots. So if you heard me say that, you know, he was writhing in pain. He got up and he's still in the game. The Knicks are up 69-56. They should uh, be able to handle the Warriors. That is at halftime. And the scores in the hockey games... Devils are still down 3-0. Rangers are now down 2-1. We are talking Jets, Zach Wilson, the Jaguars, and the matchup against Trevor Lawrence, who he'll always be linked with, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, the one and two picks from the draft two years ago. We're also talking about the Giants, as they are expecting um, Landon Collins to rise, and they have gotten healthier on defense, and they even have... Okay. Hold on one second. E-Man just told me Steve is back. So it wasn't an Irish goodbye. Um, <laughs> Steve is here. Hello, Steve. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I really apologize. I thought you were wrapping up the segment. Uh, and so I thought, okay, I'll hang up. And that's uh, the okay, end. Okay, good. I was like, I, 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 I hope that we didn't make you mad or upset. No, not at all. And I, I was just saying to uh, Robin, uh, my wife, that uh, I maybe we I shouldn't have uh, you know gotten into too much about uh, Kyrie Irving because it's uh, not the kind of holiday uh, subject that that brings joy to the world. 
But uh, the bottom line is, I really apologize. I thought you were no, you're up the no, state. you're perfectly fine. It was just a mistake. You just heard, heard something differently, but I took it as you were upset and signing off. Oh and, no, not at all. Okay, good. I just hope that we didn't, you know, piss you off. <laughs> oh no, not at all. And I, I didn't even do anything. David asked about the Nets. We start talking about the Nets. It goes to Kyrie. And, yeah, like you said, no, like, no, no I've, problem. I've, I've exhausted that Kyrie conversation. I really don't care to yeah, add to well, it. David wanted to talk about the Nets. So that was my first uh, thinking. Of course, I don't root for them. I'm a Knickerbocker fan. I'm watching the Knicks. And I don't see too much of the Nets unless, you know, the Knicks are done or the Knicks are not playing. I'll look in for a few minutes at the Nets, but I'm rooting for them to lose. I I don't care about them, and I you know, care less uh, with uh, Irving on the team, uh, somebody uh, that I would have cut right away. But again, it's not the most fun subject to talk about, but it is an important subject that uh, can't go away. Okay, well, let's move on from it. Let's take this last call from Gene, who wants to speak with you, and we'll let you go. So Gene is in South Boundbrook on the fan. Go for it, Gene. Hey, uh, Keith, one thing. I'm, I agree with you 100% about the Nets. But me and Steve go back. I haven't talked to Steve in four years. And I wouldn't go see Irving and the Nets if they were running the Rucker. I would, he never got vaccinated and then he did a, then he did a, a bow face to Steve. And, Steve, because I'm I'm a, a Vietnam veteran, and I'm a, you know I got Parkinson's and the cancer, and he called me a hero, and I call him a legend. I haven't talked to Steve in four years. Hey, Steve, are you there, man? I am here, and I'm glad to hear your voice. Wow. So how you doing, man? Oh no, I'm doing fine, and uh, and everything. Thank goodness. Uh, with the holiday season, it's a uh, yeah. good time. I'm I'm glad to hear your voice. I hope you're doing hey, okay. Hey, legends don't fade away, man. You, you you hang, man. They should put you in some kind of Hall of Fame for something, you know? Now, what they did was put my name up in the cafeteria, in the, in the coffee break room. That's what they did. Oh, uh, yeah, and so, and so those knuckleheads with the shaved heads and, in their outfit were <laughs> spitballs at you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, this time of year, of course, during the course of the year, I do give a little bit, not a lot, but I do give something, and I'm consistent about it, yeah. to disabled American veterans. So you guys, uh, with your service, we all have to thank you. And we're all grateful and thankful that we're around uh, this time of year, any time of year, because of guys like you. Hey, thank you, Steve. But here's what I want to say to you about the Jets. The last time I hung with the Jets when I was overseas and Nam won Super Bowl three. All right. And then the Mets. <laughs> I was I was hooked up in the military when they went away. <laughs> did what they did. Yeah. Well, anyway, did you enjoy this summer's old timers game at City Field? Well, I, I think I was glad they had it. That's for sure. No, no, and... no. But the people that were there. But yeah. No, I know. No, no. It, it was great. Long time coming. No. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, terrific. Uh, you miss some of the guys that are no longer around, but 
for the most part, it was you know it was something to celebrate and, yeah. and good to see some of the old timers. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. And tonight, thank you for calling, Keith, and and uh, I'm glad we have a chance, uh, had a chance to to speak a little bit. Have the best of the holiday season. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, you're a good hey, we example. We got to get together and wear a Lindsey Nelson sport coat and go to Connor's <laughs> Corner, huh? Yes. Be well. <laughs> take care. Take, take care of yourself. Did tell Keith, be good, man, and I dig his show, but. I, w- I wish you had a team like, you know, Boomer and Geo. It should be Steve and Keith. That'll be cool, huh? I'd be down. I'm always by myself. There's no, no, no better uh, teammate Keith, than Keith, Steve. Keith holds <laughs> up his end of the bargain pretty well. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, hey, thanks, you guys, for thanks, Gene. the time and the space, man. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Bye. Good call. Hey, Steve, again, yeah. thank yes, you so sir. much. Always a pleasure. Every time I reach out to you to come on my show, you do it, and you bring your energy, your one-of-a-kind voice and approach, and I thank you for it. Enjoy the holiday. Give my love to your wife and your family. Uh, From myself and everyone at WFAN, thank you. And wishing you the same. And again, thanks for having me on, Keith. Be well. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, the schmooze. We got to go to break. Call me up, 877-337-6666. When we come back, We'll reset and get back into the conversations around the sports here in New York. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan. I'm here. This could take all night. Let's get back into it. We're going to have to go to the break and the update in a couple minutes anyway. But Woo. You should have seen me. <laughs> I felt like I was standing on stage alone. <laughs> I'm in here looking at E-Man behind the glass like, wait. Hold on, this went left. I wasn't planning on talking about that at all. And next thing you know, I'm the only voice on there. I'm like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> a little, a little panic, a little uh, raise in my heart rate right there. But it's all good. Once again, thanks to Steve for calling up and giving us some time. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Uh, got a couple callers on with him, and you know, I, I, I always have love, respect. And, you know, just have a special place in my heart for Steve because when I first came in, you know, they wrote up the New York Post, Keith McPherson replacing Steve Summers. I'm like, no, 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 no. Do not write it like that. All I kept getting asked was, how are you going to feel Steve shoes, Steve Summers replacement? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm coming into this first radio gig. I just want the opportunity to host and to talk and people to get to know me and hopefully accept me. And uh, I'm not replacing anyone. I'm not filling anyone's shoes. No one can replace Steve Summers. He's one of a kind. and I thank him for all the time that he's given me. So uh, I'm glad that that didn't end negatively. I'm a positive energy guy. I want everybody to be cool and happy and good. But, you know, depending on certain topics, certain topics are... Like, you know, dropping a grenade into certain conversations. And we all know uh, that wasn't in the script. That wasn't part of the plan. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure that was entertaining radio for some of you out there driving around, listening on the Odyssey app. Like, that, that wasn't what I had planned. But, I, I, again, I'm glad Steve gave us some time. It is Hanukkah. It is the holiday season. It is uh, 9 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, we're just hanging out talking sports. So we've got more to do. Um, an update I'll give you before Marco Belletti hits you with the update. 
and I hopefully don't steal, steal his thunder, so I won't say much about it, but here's a guy that could have been a Yankee, could have been a Met, and he's signing with the Anaheim Angels, Brandon Drury. Marco, did you have that in your update? I did, but we can go ahead, Keith. We're all right. We're good. <laughs> I mean, it's. I wanted to say it. You can 20 get the score too if you want. <laughs> I wanted to say it twenty minutes ago, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was. I had some other things to uh, tend to on air. But all right, let's take the break. We'll break it down, and then Marco <laughs> Belletti will actually like give that to you in the update.